Robots Radio presents... Today's chat is brought to you by, well, all of your support. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through Podbean's crowdfunding, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a patron of the FFC, please be sure to visit our website and click on the support link. Even a single dollar helps. And for those of you who are already patrons, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search. Focus that fire! And so we come together! Welcome to Focused Fire Chat! Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on July 10th, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes are going to be focused around exploring the new information we've gained concerning the Nine. This particular episode will come will serve as what we have come to call the intro session of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86. And this is the currently planning how I'm going to pop into frame from week to week, green-eyed music lover. <laughs> Because we have face cams now. We have face cams now. And last but definitely not the least, in the hot seat as guest co-host, we have our good friend, Men at Arms. Rick, how are you doing? I'm fine. I didn't even know I was going to be here. I was just sitting on my computer and the voices came through. So I guess we're doing this. My question is, is why do you have our channel like loaded up constantly on your Discord? I don't know how to work Discord. I'm not really sure if you're aware of this. Okay. Okay. We have a Discord channel for the podcast. I've never been in there. I've never been in there. (laughs) You know, it's something that's always made me wonder, like, why you create a new chat room every week for your show. Because every time I've joined up. You've made a brand new chat room every time. That is correct. <laughs> it is accurate. It's And anybody who's been a guest on his show can attest to this. It's great. His show, by the way, Destiny Unfiltered. Go and watch Tuesday nights, right? It, Tuesday nights uh, at night. It is a show. Here, I'm going to turn my gain up a little it bit. It is a show. I don't know what kind of show it is anymore. I mean, theoretically, it's about Destiny. It's... <laughs> Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't that the one where I think Log or no, Log did a similar one with the DDU, where he was like pit. He showed the animate the meme of the guy talking and laughing. He's like, "Yeah, listen, we'll do a Destiny Down Under podcast, but we'll never get around to talking about Destiny." Basically, yeah, basically, oh, basically, man. basically. Okay, so here's my question: since we're kind of just tumbling right into the way the show's going this week. We're not doing normal questions because you've been here enough. People know you. We delete these. I'm editing. We don't need we don't need that. We don't need those. But you know what we do need? What are your feelings, good sir, about this current season and the changes in destiny? I've played twice. <laughs> The only thing I'm really doing right now is following the story 
and keeping mm-hmm. up with the activities vicariously because I've legitimately had time to play twice so far this season. So that, there's not a whole lot of I I do not like the uh, having to go and regrind weapons that I already have. I think it's silly. <sighs> Yeah, but I mean, it is, but it isn't. I get why they're doing it. It's to help rotate the sandbox, right? Like that's the main purpose is to make it to where they're not having to create new guns all the time. And they can focus on like a few new guns like Wither Horde and um, what's the one that dropped Tuesday Blue that you and I've been using and having so much fun with? Ruinous Effigy. Oh, Ruinous Effigy. Yes, that gun. Oh my gosh, it does work. I don't even care if it does work. It's just fun to use. It's so much fun, and like it's fun in PVE, but it's also fun in PvP. I've seen a few people use it in PvP, and they've oh, really? been able to wreck with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't get, know. I mean, that makes how sense. The utility is not as is not as usable in PvP just because you're not running through hordes of people yeah. with the uh, area of effect thing on. Right. But I can't figure it's, out it's, the shield, it's a lot of fun. the the bubble it's shield. It's not a shield. What is it? That's um, what I, that's, Cole, that's what I was so trying to figure out. It's like the bubble of what a titan can do, right? Like it's a full circle around you, but it's basically void that you have pushed out outside of yourself. And you are damaging in an area of effect. So you can run through a group of Thrall or Acolytes and it'll do damage. Okay, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but I think, so you haven't really played much of this this season, Rick. Is there anything in the story that's got you excited that you've been kind of keeping up with? I was, well, this is, I'm just time poor. So Mm -hmm. I was very very much looking forward to doing the dungeon because I like tonight's topic. But yes. it has not worked out for me. But that yeah, I was I was looking forward to it before the season even started. And it was just like and then life changed and it's like you have no time to play a role playing game. Well Yeah. You know, we'll we'll get you through it. I've actually hopped over to Xbox a few times to help Blue with it and we almost got blue and pins through and orchid i know has helped us a bit too so yeah we've actually gotten up to the the final boss and like the i think it's just a matter of us just polishing to be Mm -hmm. honest i mean damage output is it's an interesting thing like it's definitely i like the dungeon because it's definitely um it's it's pretty balanced as far as like you need to be able to put out damage as much as you can understand what's going on around you, but it actually does seem to lean just a little bit more towards the puzzle side. And that's like, Mm -hmm. it it really, honestly, it gives me the same sense that I got with vault in that, in that sense of like, it's balanced, but it's just a little bit, not fully balanced, but it's balanced, like unbalanced in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. And pins, 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 has, yeah. pins has an amazing luck at jumping to the platform that the bosses spawn to. Spoiler, he goes to the same platforms every <laughs> Don't time. Tell him that. Excellent. Mm-hmm. You never know. It okay. could change. It could be different. It could. It theoretically could. <laughs> it's a gift. <laughs> it's okay, Pens. 
We love you. All right. So, Blue, we have some special announcements that you should make Um, before we get into the actual topic. We have quite a number of special announcements. Uh, So, well, first off, those in live chat, if you're not in live chat, if you're listening to this on podcast, uh, I encourage you, especially now, to come swing by Friday nights at 10 p.m. Central. Uh, We just updated our layout, and hopefully it will continue to work gonna knock on wood because that it literally we just completely rehauled it um and you know one of the big reasons that we kind of got one of the catalysts for that uh updating uh we also updated our header banners on twitter um because we have now focus fire chat the podcast has now joined uh, basically joined the robots radio alliance or radio robots radio network gosh man eventually i will get this down um and it really is a joining of our our group with another network that is very focused on what they've kind of called like interesting shows um and they all really focus around lore in various different games so they already they have a really big presence in uh, Fallout and in Elder Scrolls, and then they have a. They just started up a Sea of Thieves there's podcast. A there's group. yep. There's a D and D, which is really cool. They have a. I think the. I think it's the one of their Skyrim ones. They either are affiliated with or they have uh, the Skyrim podcast that actually sits down and reads the the books from the game. I was talking. That's actually how I found them. Um, so, and they are also t- teamed up with the Destiny Show podcast, which you guys might be familiar with if you're listening to us. Um, yeah, Cornholio mm-hmm. has joined us before on the show. Yep, yep. And uh, of that. So yeah, so it's it's really a kind of a, a a merging of something that I think really makes sense. Uh, so we're gonna be what what that means for people. I know a couple people have asked me, and let me pull up my my responses to them because i know a lot of people ask okay well what does that mean for for focus fire um really it doesn't really mean anything for you guys you're gonna the only big differences that the podcast listeners are going to have is that we are going to start putting in through the show uh basically breaks and then we're going to play usually it's about a 30 second clip uh from the other podcasts in the network uh, and so what we're trying to do is we're just trying to raise awareness and help raise awareness of other podcasts and kind of help build on their community with our own community. And they're going to do the same with us. And, you know, and it, it's just that it's, again, collaboration between the groups. Um, that's really, honestly, the only major change. Now, eventually, maybe we will start like starting doing like affiliate links, but that's going to be all on the website. It won't be um in the podcast itself or if it is it's going to be you know at the very beginning or at the very end i'm not gonna i'm not gonna probably put that in the middle the middle breaks are going to be really to kind of promote the other podcast on the network um other than that that's i mean that's really the change that you guys and if you're in the live stream you're probably not even going to get in or you're not even going to hear the interrupted because i'm going to put them in for the audio files itself so um yeah, I, I, that's really for 
those people listening, that's going to be the big difference. Uh, for those who watch the Lore Network site, what we're going to do is I'm going to start talking to the other Lore podcasts that are on Robots Radio, and I'm going to start seeing if they would be comfortable with us sharing their content Um with our weekly lore roundups that we put out now twice a week uh, because we do a YouTube version and a podcast version. So the podcast versions that come out on Wednesday might start getting a little bit more bulky because we're actually going to have different content coming out on them. Um, I, I need to sit down when I have a free moment and try to figure out if there's a way to set up a email distribution for that because I know that might be an easier way to do it. Um, but I just, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to do that just yet. Um, but please let us know uh, thoughts on those weekly lore roundups. We've been doing them for about three or four weeks at this point. Um, and we've gotten really po- positive reviews back. I know uh, a lot of the, I think Kaz and Smarts, they're working on something that I'm hoping we're going to be able to get you guys aware of. Um they were putting, they were talking about something earlier today so i'm really excited to see where that goes um and then also just you know that's i mean that's really it uh if you guys haven't already uh please you know as always leave us a review over on itunes i'm just going to put that in there it's not necessary it's just appreciated because it lets us know you know what we can do better um, we are going to try to make some slight structural changes, like I said, with the Robots Radio Network change. But really, honestly, I'm trying to keep it as I'm trying to keep the changes as minimal as possible for the end result audio files. So, yeah, that's that's the big thing that's happened this week <laughs> it feels like it's been a lot longer but it's i think it has been just literally this week mm-hmm. it's been a quick turnaround they've been really helpful and so far just really good to work with so you ready to do the cocktail knowledge real quick before we take our first commercial break because that's about <laughs> about the amount of time we have yeah i mean i think we can i think break. we can fit the cocktail knowledge of we have no clue. <laughs> I love, I love the, I love the comment that you put in here. So yes, I yeah, will, so I will defer to you on that. In our show notes, we have the who, what, where, when, and why of each topic that we are going over, just to kind of give people who have never played Destiny or are just coming to Destiny right now, and a little bit of like history or cocktail knowledge. So if you're ever ever at Guardian Con and you want to have a conversation with somebody who may know a little bit more about lore, you'll have at least a tiny bit to hook onto before they run off on the deep end and the rabbit hole just takes off. So who are the nine? Mm. No idea. Um, nope. No clue. There is a card back in D1 that talks about the possibilities of what the nine are or who the nine are but there's no conclusive evidence yet uh, where they're at currently they're in our solar system hence the fact that they're in our game at this point but they have their hands tentacles whatever we're going to call them we don't even know what they look like we know that they have little minions essentially Zer is part of their uh, their grouping, and so is Orin, or at least Orin was. 
spoiler alert on that one. Um, the, the amount of people that are involved with the nine are quite a few. Uh, Mara has had dealings with them because she has dealt with Orin directly. And there are a few other characters who have been around the nine quite a bit, like Drifter. The reason why Drifter even has the gambit available for us to play is because of the nine giving him the hall. Beyond that, we don't know much about them, but we know that they know a lot about everything else going on and that they have some powers that we don't necessarily understand. They set school loss free back in D1, and they've kind of meddled in our lives since then with various aspects. You say that's fair, Blue? Yes, I would. So, you ready for our first commercial break? <laughs> I'm trying to do your laugh, it doesn't work. No. <laughs> Uh Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons & Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. And we're back. Why was Green panting? Because Green has a camera on her, and she becomes very strange when that happens. So, Blue, Man-at-Arms. Okay. The Nine. You guys are up. How are we going to talk about this? We're going to talk about the the, the Coda set? I think the Coda set is more of... I don't think the... Co- so, so uh, the Coda set itself, I will say, has an amazing amount of information about the Nine. Um but it doesn't really answer the question of what the nine are. Um, I think that it is very important in it's like it, it I'm trying to think of the best example. Uh, it, it's like, it would be like saying, Hey, what's a, what's a human being? And then being like, well, a human being thinks about this stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, but what is a human being? Like the coda set shows how the nine answer queries given to them and how they process information for sure. It doesn't answer the question of what they are. Um, to do that, we we get hints. Uh, we have a lot of like uh, the Dust and Ecdysis books, uh, which were released a couple seasons back, have probably more information for that piece. Um, yeah, but Here, I mean, let me, while I, you're uh, looking for that. I- I want to know what Rick thinks oh, the no. nine are as well. Okay, so <laughs> it's very simple. Is it? Yes, I have to go back to something from Dungeons and Dragons. There was an enemy in Dungeons and Dragons called the Chaos Beast. No. Yes. So it could oh. literally be anything, including the person standing next to you, because it didn't matter the what they were. Chaos Beast. The chaos okay. piece could be anything so, and nothing. So it's it's basically the way I see the nine is it's a confirmation that there is an extra planar existence in the Destiny universe, which is kind of obvious. Yeah, they're like more powerful mimics, basically. But their laws of physics are not ours non-existent yeah no not at all completely no, different. I mean, the chaos beast laws of existence are completely not ours. Exactly. Right. So but, the nine are like the chaos. So they, I just go back to that old lore card where it said the nine were everything. Right. The ghost fragments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. They 
could technically be anything they wanted, but not in our plane of existence, only in their own. Right. In the card that you're talking about, Blue has it up on screen uh, for the Ghost Legends, Ghost Fragment Legends 2. They're they're being referenced as things within our own system. It's not necessarily like they could be whatever they want in this card. They're just being referenced as everything and anything, which is also weird. But who wrote this? I still hold that this card is a gather information check results. Well, I mean, it it would be the same as like you take a five-year-old and say, okay, explain the sun to me. Mm. Big, big glowing ball in the sky. Done. Right. So I've never put too much credence to this because one, it's bungee and they don't like to tell us anything specifically at all (laughs) (laughs) so i just made up my own theories because i do that when you if you leave me an open-ended question i'm going to fill in the blank and it's your fault whatever comes out it's fine sure i don't know do you think that the nine are tied to the beings that were trying to come through the gate back in the day like blue you remember that card the ooze the the, the ooze cone is it the cockatus yeah the cockatus gate thing i think that's yeah I thought that was them experimenting, trying to cross over to our plane. And right. the, the goop monsters were the byproduct of, well, like we had said initially, the laws of physics of their universe aren't the same as ours. So they're trying to figure sure. out how to exist in ours, which that's been a running theme sure. in a lot of the little lore tidbits you've been reading about lately, mm-hmm. is they want to the come here. I, the thing I find interesting <clears throat> is that we talked about the dungeon a tiny bit and how you haven't played it yet, but within the dungeon, the whole point of the dungeon is the nine answering our question of what is light and what is dark. And the dungeon is just a beautiful example of what their answer is because they're just showing it to us, right? They're having us do these things over and over again to teach us those aspects Well, and, you and can, what it actually means. You can especially see it in the armor set because the armor set has... It, it, the armor set has three different answers and and the the thing is is the three answers are actually one answer because we ask them what is the darkness which is an extremely open-ended question and basically ghost says you know ghost has a response he's like oh no you at you asked them this question and their answer they created an ontological space to to answer you because they don't the nine don't communicate in normal parlance with us. You know, we have, we had the, uh, the box of sand that we got from Venus. We had the, uh, we have the, the emissary. We have Zer, you know, like all these different things. The nine don't, don't come up and be like, all right, well, let's, let's sit down and we'll talk about this. That's not how they operate. They operate in, in what makes sense to them and they don't exist in a, a realm where where words really work and so they're going to show us like green saying but the the armor does such a beautiful job in showing exactly what they're doing is they're they're not just they're not just answering they're actually teaching us not only what the darkness is but what the light is and why it's important that we don't just choose one try not to play my hand too much there but the answer that the nine give is they use it as a springboard to move into a teaching moment to, for the guardians that I think is actually really beautifully put with the with the like information that we get from the armor set. 
Absolutely. Is there a specific thing within the armor set that you remember being more, I don't know, clear than the other? Um. Well, so first, I mean, uh, so like as a big introduction to the armor set, uh, there's everyone should recognize that there is a very common theme here. I'll pull it up on screen. And it is it makes actually searching them in Ishtar really, really easy because it's Coda. So you have three different sets of armor, as we've all come to expect, one for each class. You have the crushing uh, guard, you have the crushing armor set, which is the Titan armor set. You have the channeling armor set, which is the warlock armor set. And then you have the flowing armor set, which is the hunters. Um, now, every single piece of armor has, you know, crushing guard, mark judgment, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, it has parentheses, in parentheses, the word coda. Uh, Coda is usually used, well, there's like, there's three really big or two really big things that you see it in. First off, uh, you see it often in literary or drama uh, as a concluding piece. Uh, The other thing that you can see it in is musical selections or musical sections. It's actually the concluding section that is very formally distinct from the main structure. And, And so Coda is usually a term that is used to explain something that serves to like round out or to conclude or summarize but it is also something that has its own interest it's not just a oh this is what i told you it's also this is what i told you and this is why i told you it and so when you read it like that the armor set is summarizing what we experience through the dungeon but it's also drawing those points together and and trying to teach something there um so, and I kind of mentioned the ghost kind of describes the the whole experience of the dungeon as an ontological effect. Ba- basically, what that means is they are answering it by creating something that makes that that we're experiencing. We often you find when you're teaching somebody that if you make them do it, you know, they make them actually do something, they're going to learn it better than if you just tell them, "Hey, this is what this is." Uh, you know, if I have, and, and as a tactile learner, this makes tons of sense. I know maybe for a verbal or an auditory learner, this probably doesn't make a lot of sense, but like with math, if, uh, if whenever we were in grade school, uh, back, back when I was in grade school, we'd have like the M&Ms when we were talking about addition or subtraction. Back in my day. Well, I mean, I don't even know if they're allowed to have candy in school anymore. Um, there is no like, school. It's over there. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, this is true. Yeah. Oh, COVID. No, that's not true. We got our school supply list tonight. Ah, I'm so excited. Um, oh. but, yeah, uh, we'll talk you about sound it. it. Oh we'll gosh, yeah. Um, but like when they were when they would teach us math, like in like I think it was like first grade, they were like, "All right, so you have two M and M's, and you have two M and M's. If you put them together, how many M and M's do you have?" That to me always made more sense than sitting at a desk and being like two plus two, like the abstract letter two and the abstract figure of two equals another abstract figure of four. That doesn't make any sense to like my brain was not able to process that. But as soon as you made it real, as soon as I was able to touch it and maneuver like around and like actually see what that meant, perfect sense. I, I immediately was able to latch on and understand that concept. That's what's happening with the Prophecy Dungeon. We asked a question. So it's it's us going up to the teacher and being like, hey, what does this mean? And instead of basically just being like, well, here's the definition in a dictionary, they say, here, 
this is what we're going to show you. And they show us basically three different realities. They show us a reality that is dominated solely by light, which is represented within the flowing armor set. They show us a reality that is dominated solely by darkness, which is shown in the crushing armor set for the Titans. And then they show us a third option. And I kind of refer to this as the reality of shadows. And this is the channeling armor set. And this is where you really see the nine not just address what is being asked, but actually points to the potential of not just a guardian, but the pairing of a guardian and a ghost. They go on to refer to the ghost as a tangential uh, a tangential expression within the common equation. Uh, and I've, I've talked to a number of people because it really bugs me that that, str- that statement doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and I think I have... I think I finally got my head around some of what it is. I don't even know that word means here. So tangential. Yeah. Or is this touching? This is the touching thing. Yeah. So tangent, a tangent okay, in, in yeah, and tangent in math is the is a line that will go parallel but will never intersect with another line. So if you have a tangential expression within an equation, it is the it is the line that is going alongside so it's going in the same direction but it will never actually touch i was told there would be no math that's about as much math as i can handle that's why i okay, I fine that's this why that's true. why i asked my wife who is a cpa i was like okay you know math what does this word mean and she's Perfect. like well i'm gonna need more context i'm like i don't have more context that's that's it literally all i got it is <laughs> So here's what I want to kind of go into before, like, I know we're not doing the sets directly, like reading through the lines and everything, but I want to talk about light and dark because that is the big question, right? So we've talked about this before on the show and what light and dark is, but I kind of want to get everybody's perspective again now that we have some new information about it. So I, Rick, do you have any idea what you would consider light and dark in this universe? I I read this very differently than... Most people, I guess, because when I read the three armor sets, I didn't even read this as a literal thing. I read this as an agenda being pushed through metaphor. Okay. Yes. Um, So how do I explain this? Oh, well, no, I I can talk about me. I know a lot about the subject. Uh, In my past, I've had some unorthodox jobs. Okay. And... Kind of a message that the Drifter has been pushing for a long time is, hey, the dark's not so bad. And then when you read this, you get a nice description of the Hunter set. You get the kind of ho-ha, it's a Titan standing in dark and smelling death, nothing. Then you get to the Warlock set, and it's very eloquent talking about this neutral gray area. Oh, because the uh, uh, warlocks have to be elegant, you know. Right, but they're not the ones telling the story. Right, this is true. So they're uh, even pretentious without actually talking. Correct, but that's neither here nor there. But I saw this as kind of a narrative, like a politician would do, to kind of push an agenda onto the guardians to say. Because we know we're going to wield dark powers, so it's like, yeah, you know that whole good and evil thing you've were born into since day one that's really not real because i i can't remember where i read it it's in one of the lore cards or something where it's or no no i'm sorry it was in the uh the voice dialogue for the end of the dungeon the drifter's Mm -hmm. like the darkness is just a tool just like the light it's just something you use well that's a means to the to an end argument which i'm very familiar with that 
argument where the ends justified the means. So that's why I, I said I kind of read this differently. It's like, well, we asked the nine what the darkness is, and then we kind of get a, it's a metaphor. And it's like, well, you know, you, ha- you have to kind of walk that line if you want to get things done is basically, I guess, the underlying narrative I took away from it, which okay. I know is in a so, completely different direction than what we were talking about. But Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, so with the darkness, if it's, their explanation is the metaphorical idea of what darkness is then is there a tangible answer something a little bit more tangible of what the darkness is or what the dark is or what the light is at this point well i mean just by simple definition darkness is the absence of light right but darkness and destiny has a different feel to it it has a different right generally uh, when we talk because we're talking about forces I mm-hmm. I just feel that the darkness is kind of the force of entropy. I know that's always kind of been associated with void, but void, it's not true entropy. Right? Sure. Whereas, because I'm very interested to know what our new power set's going to be next season. But, the stasis sets? Yeah, it's which I find that's an mm-hmm. interesting name in itself, stasis. It's like, well, stasis is like, <laughs> I hit I hit the pause button, but... Mm-hmm. How is this power? <laughs> well, okay, so you mentioned void being like the idea of entropy. I agree with you that it's not. Uh, void to me is more of the chaotic energies that are like the ultraviolet. You think of how ultraviolet works as far as the visual spectrum. It's much more frenetic. Void is that as well. They're just using it as more of like a slowing power, right? Like with the tether or... Um, maybe more explosive like the nova bomb or if you're a shield thing that i like black flags but void is gravity that makes so much sense on many levels yeah because literally a nova bomb is a singularity so i'm like well there you go (laughs) blue what do you think light and darkness are um real quick black flag corrected me a tangent does will touch a line but it only touches it once so it's like uh, if if it it will touch it, but if it extends any, it won't touch it again. So okay. So just wanted I wanted to give a big shout out to Black Flag for catching me on that. Thank you. Um, I think I think I agree. I agree with Rick. Uh, I think darkness is the equivalency of entropy of consumption, um, whereas light is the creation. So, and I think that. I kind of I, I've always kind of felt that way, but with the way that the armor set the armor sets um, describe them uh, and show like the the end goal of each of the two, it totally really actually backs that up. Um, and I agree with you that the armor set definitely has a narrative. It hundred percent has a narrative, um, which I mean. I don't disagree with the narrative, <clears throat> um, but I recognize that it, it there is an agenda. There there is an agenda in this armor set. Um, the question is, you know, is that agenda something that we should avoid? Like, I I don't I don't personally disagree with the agenda that th- is being presented here because it answers in my mind a lot of questions about why why humanity is at the center of all this drama that's going on. Um, 
why we are able to do what we are able to do as guardians, why the ghost is so, I mean, there's, there's so many like little questions that get answered with the lot, the, the conclusion that is being pushed by this armor set in my mind, that it makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense. Um, now are the nine trustworthy? Uh, I think that's a different question. Um, sure. But I think that, if they're lying, they're they're skirting the truth so close that I don't really think that they're they're being false about it. Um, and I think that the information that's being shown here is going to definitely lead into beyond light. Um, you know, because it, it's hard because I you know like out of character knowledge here is the next expansion is called Beyond Light. The next expansion after that is Lightfall. Like it's it's hard right. it's hard not to use that that foreknowledge in my interpretation of what I'm reading here. Um but yeah, I mean I agree a hundred percent. I think to sum it up, light is something that creates, dark is something that consumes. I will So it doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily a power source, it's how that power is being yes. used. Yes. It okay. is it is the it's the uh, manifestation of the power um, which goes back into the idea that a guardian can use both light or dark it, it's basically the force yeah it's it's do you have right. the light however i will also emphasize that neither destruction in and of itself is not evil destruction mm-hmm. run rampant is evil it's 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 not even so evil is, it's so unnatural. is life run rampant yes it's all consuming yes it so is all it's, consuming it's two sides of the same con- exactly a balance is natural if you have an imbalance on either side that's when you get into abomination territory and that's where it starts getting unnatural and that's where the nine that's what the armor is showing too is oh gosh the armors they're so they're like the the I agree it's a metaphor, um, and it's amazingly well done. I I really liked reading and teasing apart these particular entries. Okay, I want to dive into the aspect of what you said with the idea of the force and the idea of shadows, which I know is going to be a fun little topic. But let's quickly do a commercial break for everybody who's on the podcast, and then we will jump right back into it. I'm Bob, and I'm Brad. We're lifelong friends and the hosts of the Film and Whiskey podcast. This is the show where each week we review a classic movie and a glass of whiskey. That's right. Every week we go in-depth on a well-known movie while sampling the best from the world of scotch, bourbon, and more. Because nothing goes better with strong opinion than equally strong liquor. Bob's a movie nerd. Brad's an average Joe. But together, we give fresh insights and hot takes on the world of movies and spirits. So check out the Film and Whiskey podcast. Part of the Robots Radio Network. And we're back again, and we're going to talk about now the whole idea of gray, maybe gray Jedi, gray shadows, shadows, not the same kind of shadows as we had before with the dredgens, right? It's totally different. Uh, 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 I mean, yes, but no. I mean, okay. so, I mean, here, here's the thing, and, and this is, I think, what the shadows were were kind of a precursor to. Um, when you have, when you have a balance, it's very hard to stay in that, in that Goldilocks zone, if you want to call it that. Um, you know, it, it takes 
And I think that's that I think that's where you see again the 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 uh the hero worshipping of our particular guardian, the guardian, come in is mm-hmm. because the guardian has been able to walk that line. Um, you know, everyone keeps Have we though? Like the thing is is everyone says that we have, but it's also based on perspective in a lot of ways too, True. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like the whole idea of well, how but we I are mean, approached. We are touted as a hero in some groups mm-hmm. but if we actually did shoot aldrin that changes the argument and that's why i argued that we didn't but <laughs> right i mean i i, I mean mm-hmm. but here the thing is is in in some perspectives though if you did shoot him it j- the action of shooting aldrin let's you know let's look at this particular trolley problem um, the action of shooting Aldrin is, in and of itself, you could say it is pure justice. You know, it, it's an eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. If the intent was to achieve justice, then as much as I disagree with it, I can see the argument that it would not be, quote unquote, pure evil. Because it was... It was in the pursuit of putting intent down intent is different correct right but if the intent was vengeance then yes that is that is crossing a line into a darker albeit more evil scenario so intention is you know it's it's the vast majority like you know and rick you kind of were talking about the the means to an end you know this is where it really like the concept of the golden the golden rule and you know the the idea that the means the the end does not justify the means the means must be like you you have to have you you have to pay attention to what you're doing the ends if the end ever justifies the means that's a slippery slope that can be you know to one side or the other we saw that with the speaker the blind obedience to the light made the speaker do things that you know, I, I'm not I'm not going to say we're good censorship, exiling people who disagreed. You know, there's there are a lot of things that the speaker did that are rightfully shamed and looked down upon. There are also things that he did that were really good. I mean, he helped organize and and consolidate forces to to help the city expand and to survive. But blind obedience is is dangerous. And, and that's, you know, that especially zealotism is very dangerous um and that was you know that was to the light now on the flip side we have you know the hive who are 100 percent dedicated to the dark and yeah the uh, they do stuff from our perspective that is evil 100 percent of the time you know like they do it all the time but then you start looking mm-hmm. at what savathun is doing in the recent entries and it's like wait hang on this is a person this is a an entity that is serving air quotes serving the dark but is looking to get out from underneath the thumb of that particular tyrant so right does that mean that something that i had a conversation with earlier actually on twitter is that the the dark may be the base force of what the hive work through correct like they work through the idea of destruction the deep yeah um consumption right Right, the deep but they're Savathun is not necessarily trying to get out of the way of the dark. She's getting out of the way of the worm. Because the worm pack Fair. is what's actually trying to oppress them. Correct. It's their own shackles. Yeah, it's their Faustian so, bargain. 
with Savathun trying to stop us from interacting with the pyramids, which is his own totally weird thing, like the theories that can go along with that. It's just what what is she doing at this point? Is she trying to stop us from dealing with the dark? Is the pyramid actually a representative of the dark? Or is the pyramid a representative of just that force? Is the dark not actually the deep anymore? Because we've always associated those two. Rick, what what do you think? What do you think the pyramids are? I honestly just think it's an instrument of entropy, which is why all of these planets where the pyramids are just going to go away. There's nobody inside of them. They're just a thing. We don't know exactly what they're doing. Ghost talks about how they're almost sentient in and of themselves, like they're a being rather than a ship. We've always assumed they were ships, right? Correct. But, huh. But um, I can't. I just want to say this so it's on tape somewhere. Because <laughs> I've been sitting on Go this for, for 20 years. So we're talking about the ends justifying the means and the speaker and everything. One thing that's very important because a lot of our Guardian's narrative has never been explained like shooting Aldrin. Which would obviously right. be a definitive point for moral judgment on our character. Um. One day we have to have a different conversation and I'll explain all D&D alignments through my metaphor. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. We'll for just this. do that one day for fun. We'll, we'll yeah. tape it. But uh, yes. when you talk about the ends justifying the means and dipping your toe into the gray, so to speak, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, would you throw a baby into a volcano for lunch so you get free lunch? No, that would be totally evil. Of course you wouldn't throw a baby into a volcano just to get, get a cheeseburger. Okay. Would you sure. throw a baby into a volcano to keep the volcano from erupting and destroying the entire planet and everyone on it? Um. Yeah, that's where it becomes more it questionable. Gets, that's well, that's, that's when the it trolley gets, problem, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're kind of speculating on the moral judgments of our guardian, but we don't really know what the full stakes are of what we're about to fight is or what's the danger to us. It's just kind of like we're being pushed. Well, when we go back to the whole explanation, we're being sold a narrative right now because someone is working an agenda, be it the nine, be it Zavathun, be it whomever. Mara. Everybody. I don't understand her. It's fine though. He's okay. She doesn't explain anything either. Mara solved her mind. Oh, good. I mean, she is, she touts herself as being the mixture of light and dark, right? Like that whole thing. That's a whole nother conversation I want to have at some point is just like, what is her point? What is her point in all this? What is her place in all of this? And how she's dealing with the ships. This is my opinion on Marisov. There's a character in the Marvel Universe called the One Above All, Mm -hmm. who is the one who created everything. Not God per se, but the one who created everything. The unmoved mover. And the the one above all is Jack Kirby. He's the writer. I think Marasov right. is one of the writers. I'm just throwing that out there. It's just like, and we're gonna do this and Well, and story. I mean in a way <laughs> but but the thing with that is like going <clears throat> in a way she is, but she's more of like an understudy <laughs> because she was in herself she makes she, mistakes as well well not even that but we know that she was in her own way created by something so she right. is not the though she is not the final shape 
her final right i don't know how you want to say it she's not the final mover she is a mover of great of great power but she is not the unmoved mover the unmoved mover i think is is still you know that's that's the the one that truly started the whole thing if we're going right. to go if we're going to double down on the music of the spheres you know that is something that i'll be honest i don't even know if destiny will ever address that the music of the spheres no the unmoved mover oh i don't know if they need to um right i mean it's it's yeah yeah they kind of did in an unveiling but even then i don't yeah i don't think they need to i don't i agree i don't think they i need to but i mean but what i'm saying is like mara in and of herself was not a un she was not a creator that she was she was created and then she went on to create when right. she when so she she's just a more powerful player on the chess correct she's That's she is really a, all that she is yeah, she's a queen on she the, is chess the board. queen on the chess board right, right but she is not the actual player that is moving the pieces nor is she the winning play either or like the winning mm. the like our guardian is the king right like right. the guardian or the traveler is the king and the queen can move around and everything and affect them, but they're not necessarily the winning. If they die, it's not going to kill the game. Correct. Kind of thing. Yep. Cool. Aye, aye, aye. Okay, so we have about nine minutes left before we should start wrapping up. Is there anything else you kind of want to dive into a bit on this intro session before we start wrapping everything up? I have nothing. Is it blue? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Rick on this one. I, I have something, but it's going to like devolve into another tangent. tangent. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so it's going to spiral. About, into it's madness. going to spiral into madness. Yes. How about this? Rick, you mentioned the stasis powers. Yes. Do you want to throw out a theory on what they're going to look like? Uh, well, they had some footage. It looked like ice. Which was mm-hmm. kind of awkward. Like the the hunter had uh, two, I guess you would two call them scythes. Yeah, yeah. Picks, ice, ice pick, pick type scythes. Mm-hmm. The the weapon from God of War, not God of War two, but is it Dark Siders two that Death had? Whatever those were. Mm-hmm. I, Dark Siders two. Uh, I, I like blue meth. Blue meth is is a good. <laughs> could be blue meth. <laughs> Thank you, shaman. I had not considered I, this option, but I, I recognize its power in a combat situation. I recognize situation. its power. Its power. <laughs> I shall make them dizzy. I shall make them see things that are not there. Wait, that is not a thing. Everyone's going to fight really hard, then take a nap. <laughs> Stasis. And look for Cheetos. <laughs> oh, God, I have to make a meme now. Son of a... <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Uh, Blue, what do you think the stasis powers are going to be? Like, we, Rick mentioned the size, but what it, what are they going to do? Is it going to just be another Spectral Blades? Is it going to be, are they going to have more functionality than that? Like, I'm curious I mean, from if like we a, have like a mechanic idea. standpoint or from like a, yeah. a lore standpoint. Like, what, what are, well, we can, if we knew the mechanics, we could probably surmise the lore from it. I mean, you but, could theorize the lore just from the name of it because you know stasis is i mean that's a pretty specific term sure you know like but I, the manifestations are going to be different within the classes right yeah i mean i i don't i like 
I like the idea of ice because that t- that ties into the idea of stasis. Because if you put something in ice, you you're putting it in a deep freeze, basically. Um, I mean, the, no, go for it. Well, well, I was gonna say the only because stasis is such a weird term to name a combative power, so right? To speak. Yeah. The only thing I could think of if it works in a way like, let's say, if you hit an enemy and the actual power from your fist is stopping them on a molecular level. Mm-hmm. So you punch it, you punch a thrall in the chest and you're not, it's not just the force of your hand that's doing it, but the actual energy coming from you is stopping them at a subatomic level because you can't stop atoms. That's a bad thing when that happens. Right. So you'd be what? literally no. putting matter in stasis, <laughs> which would be very destructive <laughs> to everything. <laughs> which is actually a really cool superhero that someone needs to make now. <laughs> Why is he not a villain? Jesus. <laughs> Call him Entropy Man. <laughs> he does nothing, or he makes you do nothing. What do you do? I stop it all. Everything. You know what? <laughs> You know, you know what he is. You know what he, what he is. We have Entropy Man. He's the person who doesn't wear a stupid mask. I almost cursed. <laughs> COVID. Entropy Man makes everybody stop by getting them sick. He's the person to oh. your left. Oh, that's a window. <laughs> that's a window. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> Chaos piece. It fine. can be anything. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That, but yeah, um, I actually, was, go ahead. I have a theory how we're going to get the stasis powers. You ready? We're going to Europa to this icy planetoid that will have this beast that Drifter finds and he fights. And then he cuts it down the center because it's so cold and he climbs inside. Oh, God. And it keeps him warm. But only lukewarm. And then he eats it. But only lukewarm. Then he eats it because he's hungry. And somehow from there, we're going to get to the pyramid ship and the pyramid's actually going to give us the stasis powers. I mean, it sounds good. I like It's going to smell worse. Like it. It's going to smell want, worse on the outside. I want a tauntaun. <laughs> I want a tauntaun. <laughs> I want a tauntaun. But they smell bad on the outside. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I think it's Think um, Geek has the tauntaun sleeping bag. Oh my gosh. We will see I... him in hell. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Ye. God. All right, we should wrap this thing up before we get too crazy. Uh, do you have any shout outs, Rick? Ah, uh, God, I was not prepared for this question. Come back to me. Come back to me. Oh, okay. Me uh, shout outs to, uh, I'm going to go next, then Blue can take over because he's technically host whatever i've taken over if you can't tell this episode um shout outs to blue for putting up with my crazy idea yesterday the like he mentioned at the beginning of the stream that the new live stream setup is actually a design that we threw together yesterday (laughs) and by throwing it together is i made it around three o'clock yesterday and sent him a screenshot of what i was just like i want this he's like okay and how did you do it? Uh, and then until about 10 o'clock last night, it was back and forth between him and I just trying to fix things and figure out how to make it work the best. And so this is uh, this is our relationship. We, we work well together until Green needs to go away because wife is like 
put down the phone. <laughs> and then I'm like, I gotta go to bye. But yes. Shout out to Blue on that one. And then shout out to our new network, Robots Radio, with all the people over there and Tom and for helping us out and joining us in their little family, letting us join their little family. So, Rick, have you come up with a shout out or two? Yes. Rise Meister. She is an Aussie streamer. And let's just say um, if you go into her chat and say something out of line, you will know. <laughs> Unequivocally. Is this, is this uh, from experience because, that you're speaking? Oh no, I've I've just seen the 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 bodies as they the the, 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 the blood and on the streets. <laughs> blood on the streets. She uh, just like she rips into them, or like and, how? And, and how then we'll she... clip it and post <laughs> you on social media of yes, her completely destroyed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, no, just, you know, not to get too deep in it, just with all the things going on, this is the way this behavior should be dealt with publicly and with shame. (laughs) Just completely crush someone. I just wish that people had more shame sometimes. So, yes, Reismeister, go there. You'll you'll thank me. Blue? Um, Yeah, like I said uh, at the beginning of the show, just a big shout out to the Robots Radio for... for bringing us into the fold and letting us join them uh i'm really excited to see where that goes uh and also a big shout out like to everyone who's in live chat i think i think it's a black flag it's like so wait this is a test drive i'm like yeah let's be honest live stream is a test drive every week Uh, it's always a you always yeah so really big shout out to the live chat uh for for putting up with the shenanigans that uh, I probably will edit out of this show. Um, so <laughs> as so as always, thank you for your time. And until next time, remember, with wisdom we conquer, stand strong, stand tall, and keep exploring. Bye. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire, and may your light shine bright. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.